0: Attention military veterans and military personnel. This is Tracy from
1: Lakewood College and I am excited to announce the new partnership between ETA Associates and Jamal King's Make Real Estate Real. Give me a call so
0: I can see if you qualify to receive the Make Real Estate Real with no out-of-pocket expense to you. I can be reached at 1-800-517-0857 my extension is 700 you may also visit us at www.moneyforbets.com. Again, that is money the number 4 bets.com. You may also schedule an appointment with me through my text only number at area code
2: 216-678-9933. I look forward to speaking with you all. Slavery. This is 400 years in the making, and from it, white people cannot make this an instance. They cannot make this about an episode that that, that, that's why people are doing this. It's not. It is pent up for 400 years, and 400 years of trying to make effort, but it's like the hurricane. People are saying, at some point, it's just going to pass. At some point, just. Just hang tight, they're gonna stop protesting. Just hang tight, it's gonna pass. And hopefully this time it doesn't pass. Hopefully it passes because there's change.
3: This episode is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Where else can you get superfoods like chlorella, Moringa, Sperlina, Wheatgrass, Ashwagandha, and Turmeric, just to name a few. So make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. This episode of the Secrets to Success podcast is brought to you by Notion.
1: Listen, creativity is at an all-time high, but creativity without guidance, Without structure, it'll ultimately lead to chaos and frustration. Your ideas, your communication, they need to be effectively organized and not scattered across multiple spreadsheets and tabs. You need to simplify and we have the solution for you. Streamline your business, your ideas, and communication with your team, all in one easy to use platform. For 10% off a team plan, head over to notion.com forward slash success that's notion.com forward slash success to get 10% off a team plan. Don't forget, that's notion, N-O-T-I-O-N.com forward slash success. I wake up
0: every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in bespoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. We-
4: What's going on, world? Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your host, CJ, joined, as always, by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on, y'all? What it do? I got Dr. King in the building doing his thing. We got him a new computer. He just, he's shining over reality. there. reality.
0: Oh, <laughs> Do you see me in HD? I do see you in baby. HD,
4: <laughs> I got uh, Hustle and Grind, Hustle and Motivate. Dr. Thomas in the building back on the tready. What's happening?
0: Hey, since they said I'm only on it when it's time for the podcast, yeah. I had to get in position, baby. Yeah. I had to get
4: in position. And in our desperate attempt to make this podcast more diverse, we brought in, <laughs> we brought in some, some affirmative action. <laughs> we got uh, hey. our, our brother Josh in the building. Mr. Hatch,
0: what's going on, brother?
2: Hey, happy to be here from the bullpen. Yeah, no <laughs> question. I, I'm yeah. no about, hey,
4: that's
0: the reality, Josh. You didn't come in for the birth. You've been with us. They right. just, he just keeping you in the bullpen, <laughs> bro. He said, hey. Put him in. I'm in. And hey, listen. If it wasn't for my contract, Josh, I promise you. Sometimes I'm in the game, right. but he hogged. Then yeah, he get I mad know. when I come back and hog the next day. I am like, I, I got to get it in.
4: Listen, when Maul came in the podcast and started putting up 30, there wasn't enough balls to go around. <laughs> I promise you that. I promise you. I promise you. What, what, wasn't enough shots oh, come to on, get man. around. Yeah. Go ahead. What'd you say, Maul?
5: No, nah, I was just saying, bro. It's all good. I take that, man. You want to throw that Kobe <laughs> label. Remember on the last dance when they was in the locker room talking about, man, that oh, yeah. young guy, he going to be shooting the ball. Yeah, he <laughs> going to get up the shots.
4: He not going to... Hey, that's more. He ain't going to wait for the game to come to him. He's going to go out and rock and go. Um, uh, all right, cool, man. Well, good to see everybody back, man. Hopefully, everybody's in good spirits. Obviously, uh, you know, last week, man, we had a... Uh, we had one of those. sir. Uh, the, the the talks and the discussions have continued, but I think everybody is in a, hopefully a better place, you know, just mentally, just in terms of, you know, attitude and energy. There's so much work to be done, but I think just the heaviness of the situation, you know, maybe time, you know, is uh, allowing us to kind of, you know, at least for me, I shouldn't speak for you guys, um, kind of just see this thing a little bit more clear. And also, I'm able to see some uh, some things that I feel like are are going to the next level. But before we get into our discussion, I just I have to do a fair file since uh, our our, oh. our what would be fifth member of the podcast uh, is not here. Uh, unfortunately, he overslept. Okay, so I'm, uh, I'm I'm I don't have a joke of the day. So all of you fans of Trey's Comedy Corner, you have to wait till next week. Uh, but we do have a fair file. So I just want to curl. Uh, to put this up, I got a FaceTime the other day from my brother, Toby, and he was in the bathtub. <laughs> and so I, I
1: wanted hey, to know. Hey, look how Steve's looking at foul, it. Look how, how Steve's looking at foul, it. Foul foul, foul. 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 Hey, flag foul. on the flag.
5: Hey, hey, hold on. It's foul. That's your... It's foul that you're showing us this foul picture
0: right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ma, look at C's face. C knew it was foul. Look I'm at am said, C knew it was <laughs> <old laughs> foul <laughs> off the cuff. Yeah, C knew right off. She looking bewildered. Bruh. Like, bruh, no, oh, you no. just didn't call me like uh. this. <laughs> I'm in my room. I'm just chilling, working,
4: and all of a sudden, I get a FaceTime, and I was like, oh, you know, he probably want to show me one of the kids or something like that, and he's in the tub. I said, bro, what are you doing? And he said, well, his excuse was Beyonce just put me on her playlist. So I had to call FaceTime you ASAP. <laughs> so it was no time to wait. So I said, mm. bro, do me a favor, get off my line while you're <laughs> in the tub and call me when you get out and fully clothed. So I just, mm. I didn't know. I was it, like, man, I, you know. I just got
0: a question though. See, is it a millennial thing? Because yeah. people hit me all the time, y'all, like, Yo E, uh, I'm gonna Facetime you. I'm like, just call me. Well, I don't need to see your face. No, I'm, oh, I'm with you, E. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think that's maybe I'm old. I'm like, I just just let's call, let's hey, talk.
1: I, I don't want to see your face. I met a guy, E, and literally like a young cat, and I, we exchanged numbers. Ma, he started. He was asking me some questions. He had listened to the podcast before, so I started talking. He asked me some real estate stuff. I was, dude, let's connect. Here go my number, bro. My man Facetime me like that night. I was like, bro, I only know your last name. Like, we can't do that that quick. You like, feel me? That's why I said bro, I think it's a, a, it's age a thing, Carl. Thing. Yeah, because for them,
0: because I'm being real, and, and I know CJ and Ma, they 12 years younger, so they probably do it. But I'll be real. I still talk to my wife on the phone. Like, I don't FaceTime Didi when I'm at the grocery store. I just call her, put my little, and just talk, bro. I don't have a phone looking at her face. I'm shopping. I just got so I just don't do FaceTime unless it's like you know a presentation or something. Got where I, I feel yeah. like it's three or four or five kids in the room. I want to talk to them. But let me ask them. you, what do you have against it? You're, you're, you're a
4: flight attendant. It seem like you should like sure. FaceTime.
0: It just seems te- like it's... Te- okay, so maybe this is what it is. Maybe I was introduced to talking on a phone. It was just a phone. Right. So it wasn't like a computer type thing. So I'm, I guess I'm accustomed to, you pick up the phone, we talk. Like, we're not looking at each other's face. And then I also think, I could be wrong, but like, that's a little intimate. I'm like, I just feel like it just, it's just—it's it's, kind of we—it's awkward, bro. You just right? looking yeah. at each
1: other face. It's awkward. Yeah, it
0: just—I thought I, I, I'm old, bro. I just got to admit it. I'm old. So I would—I
4: would say that I would agree with y'all pre-COVID. But man, I don't get to see y'all much. You know what I'm saying? So if I want to FaceTime my brothers, I'm good. I just don't know why Toby chose to do it from the tub. <laughs> In the tub. Yeah, with suds all over his little taco meat chest. Looking
0: oh, like, like Ernie on Sesame Street. Looking like he out wow. of Sesame Street.
4: Wow. So, all day foul. All right, cool. So y'all I wish come.
5: I never seen that image, bro. I, I don't even.
4: Hey, so y'all. Now
5: I was gonna call Toby up today. Now I'm like, oh, no, no, no,
4: no. Yeah, don't. I'm don't, good. Don't FaceTime. <laughs> There's no telling where he. Answer it. <laughs> All right, um, let's get into it, man. How y'all feeling? uh let, Let's start with Carl. Um, obviously, Carl, last week was heavy yes, for you as well. Yeah. Uh, I know you had to have some conversations, some things. Like, where are you mentally since then? I just want to check in on everybody's well being, man.
1: Yeah. No, man. I'll be real. Like, getting off the call last week, bro. I'm telling y'all, like, I felt a weight on my shoulders that was so heavy. Like, I had that pain in my neck and shoulders, man. But, like. I think the beautiful thing that came out of it is, like you just said, see, now we can have some conversations that it felt awkward before. Now it ain't awkward no more. Mm -hmm. So I'm having conversations with everybody. Like, we're having the conversations and just talking about it. Um, Erica called me, one of the neighbors. Her son was outside playing that we talked about last week. And she was like, yo, I asked him, like, yo, how did y'all choose teams? You know what I mean? So now we are able to address things directly. And then I had the conversation with my kids. Like, I sat down and I just walked them through. I was like, I can't. I can't not talk to you guys about it. I think that mm-hmm. was a weight off me because I didn't know how to bring it to them. And I was yeah. like, you know what? Y'all got to get it. So like I was able to sit down and just talk to them. I'm talking about we went all all the way back, civil rights all the way through and just talked about it. And I can see, you know, there's only so much they'll grasp at this age. But it's like, y'all are informed now. Any questions you have? And we talked about it for probably a good 40, 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And they asked some questions and stuff. So I I feel good now, like way better, because we can have that conversation. Like that Weight is off now. Like I don't feel like I got to like hold this thing in no more. So just, and and to be real, like this may sound weird. I got clown for crying. Y'all know how that go. Um, but dude, getting that off of me was just huge in itself. Like it was, you know, it's in me, and you could feel that stuff, man. So getting it out of me is just just feels completely different. Yeah, Who clowned you? Right. Yeah, no uh? question. <laughs> and <I can't, laughs> clowned you. I yeah. can't snitch, it man. It was CJ. I still
0: gotta... <laughs> hey, it I'm wasn't the... CJ because CJ was crying. Oh, <laughs> <it wasn't laughs> CJ.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I was hurt, bro. And and I'm still. And again, it's just a lot of emotion, man. When you think about the fact that we have you know, come a long way, but we still got so far to go. And I think it's important yeah. to acknowledge those facts simultaneously. Um, two things can exist. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's like, oh, we're in the exact same spot we were in the 60s. I'm like, don't do that. That's a disrespect to our ancestors who went through civil rights, you know, who, yeah. who worked their butt off to make sure we could vote, we could eat at the same spot. We, could, You know what I mean? So, but, but at the same time, we got a, a ways to go. It's like somebody who weighs 400 pounds. You could lose a hundred pounds and still be at risk of death. You know what I'm right. saying? Like you still obese, right. you could still have right. diabetes. You could it, like it's still very critical. But you can still acknowledge that you have come, you know, a ways. And um, Carl, I think you having these discussions and us taking these because here, here goes the thing, right? So I was just thinking to myself too, Carl, and that's a great point because it's funny. You know, we got the puppy, right? So the puppy's been attracting the neighbors over. You know, kind of. You know, we still doing a social distance, but. Um, we actually I wasn't outside, but Candace said she had a, a, a great conversation with my neighbors across the street. They came over and it was kind of one of those things where you couldn't avoid it. Kind of like, oh, well, how's every, you know, everything going on in the world? How's everything? And boom, they were start able to start having conversations. And so I think it's that next level now to where you didn't really have to address it because you're not looking at them like they're not racist. Uh, you know, right. them; they're great people but you also never have to have a next level conversation, right, you can just kind of act like it don't exist, everybody can kind of do their thing and feel great, and you don't have to really take it to that next level, and now what this has allowed us to do, I feel like, is elevate the conversation even further beyond blatant racism or getting called the N-word or people not talking to each other at all, to like, now how can we elevate this thing and take it to the next level? So I think that's brilliant, man. Um, a lot of conversations, you know, need to be had and are, are are taking place. I'm getting, I'm still getting phone calls from people who are like, yo, help me understand how can we, uh, you know, advance this thing to the next level. Mal, um, obviously, man, you had a, I probably got more feedback on your take on policing and things of that nature. Like, I think last week you brought a ton to the conversation in the way of, how police think, how they operate, how they're trained, things of that nature. Um, How's it been for you, the reception, and kind of as you watch this thing unfold?
5: Yeah, it's been crazy. Um, You know, a lot of my friends and family still are police officers. So I'm hearing like a different perspective. You know, the same way how we're talking about, and you see everybody in the community talking about, you know, hey, Black Lives Matter. Hey, you know, man, we need change. The police, I hear them saying, like, they're sticking together, and they're saying, like, hey, man, this riot was crazy. I'm getting hit with, with feces and, and, and urine. You know, protesters are throwing. So you're hearing a different side. You know, people saying, like, hey, it's been people outside my house. Um, they're saying that um, uh, we're getting threatening letters, you know, put on our cars, and people know where we live at. And so I'm fearing for my family's life. And it's just, it's just what the crazy part is, is that, I'm in that middle, right? You know, even like how we came up with the word nine to five millionaire, right? Half of me was a nine to five. I worked as a blue collar police officer, and the other half of me, you know, was a millionaire or is a millionaire. And so I can understand both sides. And I'm hearing both sides right now. And I'm just like, wow. And the crazy part is, is that those same people that's talking about, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm fearful for my life, you know, my children's life, things like that, they are the community too. It's like, you know, that uniform, once that person puts on that uniform, they don't all of a sudden just get away from the community. These are the same people that's going to church with you. These are the same people that's, you know, going to the kids are going to the same school with your kids and things like that. And so it's just it's just messed up, man. And I just try to tell them, you know, I had one friend of mine. and I say this real quick. Well, he's a police officer. And he was just like, you know, Jay, man, you know, he's actually a white guy white cop, and he was just like, man, you know, everybody keeps saying that black lives matter. And, I, and you know, you know, man, I, I, I know black lives matter, but man, blue lives matter, too. And I'm just like, bro, you got to stop with that right there, that, that <laughs> right there. I was like, that's it right there. I said, like, you got to stop. I was like, bro, it's, it's kind of like this, right? Here it is. Somebody's father passed away, right? And you're at this person's funeral, right? At this person's, at, the, at, at your friend's father's funeral, and your father passed away, let's say, 15 years ago. And you're at the funeral saying, hey, hey, man, I know you guys are crying. I know you guys are sad. But man, my dad passed away, too, 20 years ago. Nobody's con- consoling me. My dad passed. Bruh, it's let them time. grieve. Let, let the people with the family grieve, bruh. Like, you had your time to gr- if you had your time to grieve. But I'm just saying, like, right now, you can't walk into another funeral talking about something that maybe happened to you 10, 15 years ago. Like, man, the best thing you can do right now is is, is is console the family. They're grieving right now. They're not gonna hear anything else that you're really saying. And so it's the grieving period. Eventually, we can sit down and talk about the passing of your dead, the passing this person's dead, everybody's dead. But right now, we're at the funeral right now. So it's just like the best thing you can do is console, you know, be sympathetic to what's going on and things like that. Yeah, man. No question. So I, I after after that after. After the, we did the podcast, bro, like I said, I had so many calls just from um, a lot of police officers. And um, all of them, most of them was positive. I didn't get any negative, you know, anything like that. And a lot of them was just saying, man, Jay, like, hey, we do this. The system has to change. You know, a lot of police officers, I, I know a lot of good police officers, right? But it's not them. It's the system that needs to change. And when the system change, then they'll change. Then you'll start seeing the culture. So I don't think we can point individually at a lot of officers, which there are some bad ones that definitely need to. I mean, you could check their record and they got so many beefs against them that they shouldn't be on the street. You know, but for the most part, it's the system that we need to focus on that needs reform.
4: Yeah, no question. That's good. Um, Brother Josh, man, we haven't uh, got, I mean, obviously all of us been on the phone. We've been on the text. We've had meetings. We met with a civil rights attorney yesterday. Um, you know, we've been going in, man, we're really trying to get solutions and and that's what really, I want to use this podcast today to talk more solution based, um, keep the energy high. You know what I mean? Like I know, again, we had a heavy one last week, so just want to talk, um, you know, going forward and moving forward, but Josh, why don't you catch us up? Uh, obviously we've been in contact, you know, this whole time, but the people on the podcast may not know kind of, you know, the things that you've been going through, the conversations you've had to have with your kiddos and your wife and, you know, just as it relates to this whole thing, kind of catch us up.
2: Yeah, you know, it's been, um, first off, last week's podcast was just, um, you know, I started to listen to it on my phone and when the voices started to crack, I, I ran, to, ran to the computer and turned on YouTube yeah. and had to watch the rest. And, I, you know, to see, to, see the, to see the emotion, the understanding, I mean, four people on this with me right now are four of the people I love the most in this world. And and to see what the world's going through, you know, I have a eleven year old in Hudson, and that conversation is very different than than with the thirteen year old Berkeley, and the question she has is very different. Um, you know, our family, you guys are their you guys are their uncles, their aunts. They look at the kids as cousins. Berkeley, when the saw started, she said, "Dad, I just don't get it." She said, "She said Yanni and Jazzy." She said, "What?" I don't get it. Yanni and Jazzy is so pretty, so smart, so talented. Why would I ever have a chance above them because of the color of my skin? It's a tough and as a dad, I just, tough. just just start tearing up and just talking through why the world doesn't always see it that way. You know, Mal. To your point, it's been really interesting because you hear people say, "All lives matter. All lives matter," but that's not what we're talking about right now.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Of course, all lives matter, but I live in South Carolina. We've had four years of hurricanes, four straight years of hurricanes. It would be like me being in my house. A hurricane comes, rips off my neighbor's roof. My house is fine. I look at Heather and said, I'm going to go save the neighbor. She says, what about our house? And I look at her and go, what about our house? It's fine. What do you mean? What about our house? (laughs) It's it's thriving. Our roof is intact. We're going to go over here and help. They're in trouble. And um, this has been, this has been um, you know, the hardest thing for me through all of this is, and see, there's been how many episodes we've we been together uh, there's just been teaching moments of racism and and you can say white privilege. White privilege, what white people don't understand is white privilege is you are viewed different. The, um, you are viewed different from the margin of error. You are viewed different from, I'll never forget, Carl, you were in the car, what was it, four or five years ago in Atlanta? When we left your house, C, and we were driving down, and you started to fill in your pocket, and you said, oh, oh I yeah, forgot yeah, my yeah. license. <laughs> what I say, C?
4: Oh, don't worry about he it. Said, Let's go.
2: <laughs> I said, don't worry about it. I got mine. I said, don't worry. I'm in the passenger <laughs> seat. I said, don't worry about it. I got mine. Hmm. Didn't even cross my mind that if we got pulled over, there could be a problem.
4: Oh, I went straight back. I was like, ah, uh, nah, mm-hmm. I'm good. Uh, we, we ain't going to do that. But again, it's, it's that... Um, that kind of invisible thing and you know uh, of course you don't have to experience but I think Josh you know the crazy thing is for you is like you're kind of like our eyes and ears and so Josh will like you'll have instances where people will say things to you or maybe think that you know you're on a different side if you will or can kind of make a joke or you know things of that nature and it's always fascinating to me you know even you said like there's people who you look at that are like the nicest guys, you know, who you looked at were like, man, this guy's a great guy, family man, the whole nine man in the community, and of course you've never had to have that conversation, and then if something like this happens, you know, they say something to you that's like, whoa, so what's that been yeah, they're, like?
2: They're, they're ignorant. They're ignorant to what's going on. They, they don't. They can't even. They can't even comprehend. And so when they say things. You know, to your point, see, the hardest thing for me to realize is it's it's not the, you know, what's what's the quote? I think it's I'd rather have an honest enemy than a dishonest friend.
4: Mm. Yep, yep.
2: If you know, if you know people are just blatantly racist, you can navigate around mm-hmm. it. That's actually the easy part to navigate mm-hmm. around.
4: Yep, yep.
2: It's all the other stuff that makes it difficult. You know, I put a post on uh Instagram and and E E, e you know uh Talk about a sermon, but I just want to think in the world, if you could take out color, what do I think about you guys? Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. Mm-hmm. Everything you would think that makes an outstanding human being, an outstanding there's not one, one, I don't think we've ever had one run-in instance in however many years with each other, loving fathers, loving husbands, capable, smart, everything you could think of, and it just, it breaks my heart that there's one reason why I get a different set of rules than you guys.
4: Yeah, no question. Um, Josh, we were talking about, and I don't know how much, you know, prior to us hanging all the time, you had to even remotely deal with it head on. Uh, but I know that, you know, we, we brought up the situation in California uh, with the table. Walk us through your perspective on that, because I did tell the story, and uh, I, I wanted to get you in last week to kind of comment on it but your commentary of the story and how you looked at it versus how we looked at it.
2: Yeah, I, so what I'll say is um, that still sticks with me today. Um, and and what, what, I'll get to the front end of the story and, and kind of walk through my thought process. But the fact that we sat down and ate still gets me today. Mm-hmm. I was so in shock of what happened. Um, and then we went down, sat down and ate. But, you know, we, we, I think it was raining. Mm-hmm. We had all the wives I was driving the Suburban, dropped you guys off in front of the restaurant. There was no parking spots. I think it was pretty late too. So we were mm-hmm. looking for a restaurant that could seat a bunch of us. Mm-hmm. There weren't many options. We were kind of off the beaten path somewhere around LA. Um, Drop you guys off. I'm walking into the restaurant. The girls are walking out and said mm-hmm. no tables. And I looked through the window.
4: For the rest of the night.
2: <laughs> for the rest of the night. I looked through the window and I see empty tables. Mm-hmm. I looked through the door and see hardly anyone waiting and it just hit me. And I walked in, and what, what's what's crazy is, there were two white people working the front desk and one black girl working. So I, so I walk in and say, you know, I said, hold on, I'm gonna go in, walk in and say, I need a table for, I think there's 10 of us. I think she said, five minutes, three minutes, right this way, I don't even know if we had to wait. Right. And it happened so fast to the table, like we were at the table that I just sat there I, I don't even remember I, the, the food didn't taste, and that was the first time that I realized no one would ever pick up on that. No, like there's stuff that goes on in this whole mess that no one even picks up on, and um, until you live it, and that that was that was one of the moments that will stick with me forever. It will stick with me forever because it was so blatant, so obvious, caught red-handed, um, and for no reason, no reason.
4: Yeah, no, no question. E. Um, as you have been able to process this throughout the week, I know we've been talking, again, solutions, you know, strategies going forward, trying to make sure that we're not just, again, as you said, um, harping on the problem too much, but actually working forward. And I've seen so much uh, progress. When I tell you, man, listen, if you they getting people up out of here, I mean, they they are <laughs> dropping like flies and. Um, You know, I think that's a good thing. Like, people need to be exposed for, you know, what they're doing and and who they are and things of that nature. But as we think solutions going forward, E, and all the things that have been happening, kind of where are you now? And and talk to us about your
0: mindset. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I want to say pick your spot. You know, pick your spot. But before I go there, I got to say this, um, guys. You know, I asked myself, you know, when the whole podcast ended last week, I was like, E, why didn't you cry? You know, I was like, Josh, I was like, you know, I've been, like, I was just, I was, I was just asking myself. I thought it was because like, she was on the treadmill. Yeah. <laughs> that would have looked like <laughs> maybe, <kinda crazy. laughs> uh, maybe that's it, Ma. Maybe that's, that's what it was, a treadmill. <laughs> you know, but I still, I asked myself, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, what was so weird, guys? And I, I'm like, I didn't even believe that this was possible for me to do. You know, because I always talk about, you know, like, Press on, like grind, you know, like don't cry because you, you know, and pain. like keep going, get a reward for it. You know, so I got this such a positive outlook that actually when I questioned myself, Josh, I was like, oh, you didn't cry because you've given up. You know, like that's why you didn't cry. Like you've given up on this country and racism ever, you know, <laughs> white privilege, right, whatever you want to call it. Like, you understand, like, it's crazy, Josh. It's like, I actually went and got the PhD for the, so that it'd be one less reason that you could use my color against me. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Like, I ain't necessarily yep. go get a PhD because I'm in love with studying. But it was like, yep. okay, I need, you know, when I look at history, what I learned from Frederick Douglass, what I learned from Booker T. Washington, Dubois, is that you actually have to be the best, best version of yourself to get a yep, chance in always. this country. Like yep, you gotta always. be, like you gotta be, you gotta be Michael Jordan in terms of your not necessarily playing basketball, but your life. Yep. You know, whereas, you know, I don't know Josh, but you know, maybe a white guy just has his four year degree, or maybe not even a four year degree, but he'll get an opportunity that I won't get you know, with the same credentials that he had. Like, I got to have a master a PhD, like, I got to prove myself, right? Hey, E,
2: E, let me just take it. So, yeah, go so let me just go through the list really quick. Yep. I didn't mean to cut you off, but C, yeah. what do you have, a master's? Yep. Mall? Four uh, year. No, I'm just, no, football. Right?
1: Yep. Yeah, Bachelor. Yeah, for you. Four-year degree, I, yep. I, I got one master's for me and one for Mall.
2: Yeah, <laughs> there you go. He's got a e, PhD. PhD? Yep. Yeah. Guess what? I didn't finish. Hmm. Oh, wow. Wow. Hmm. To E's point, I didn't wow. finish. No one ever asked me what my degree. No one asked me. I, I don't know if I've ever been asked. Hmm. When my foot went bad, I either could sit in another state or I got home and got to work. I didn't even finish, and hmm. no one asked me that. Hmm. E, sorry, I just want to say that to your no, point. about having no, you all please. All down the line.
0: Perfect. Yeah, Yeah, please. I mean, you bring in another level to it, but what I'm saying, Josh, I didn't even realize I quit. I gave up. That's why I didn't cry. You have to care to cry.
1: Hmm.
0: I'm like these dudes crying because they still care. Like they really still like they young. They really thinking that you feel me? They young. They don't know. They thinking that if they good people, they got degrees, they handle their business. Hmm. They think that racism isn't going to exist. Carl from Barbados, he don't have the slightest idea. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) CJ from Lansing, breath flat out. It's mom white, See, so don't have the slightest idea. Like, he know, but there's a part of him that he's blind to, oh, racist! Like, uh, people could be racist. Like, you know, Maul probably get it, but, you know, Maul, like he said, went through what he went through. So for me, I'm like, bro, I've been past that. Like, mm. I've been past believing in this country. I've been past yeah. believing that one day they are gonna see me for who I am and not the color of my skin. I've been past that. I've, I've, I've been on, I, I'm, I'm down 20. When I start, I'm down 20, and I got to put up 40 if I'm going to win. You feel me? And they got the referee on their side. Mm-hmm. And the crowd is cheering for them. I'm like, I'm I'm, I'm through. Like, I've, I've, I've been, I realized more I didn't cry because I'm, I'm, I'm on fight mode now. I've been, And I ain't talking about fighting another person. I'm just talking about right, fighting right. myself and being like, E, you got to be the best version of yourself, bro. Like, Dubois, you know what I'm saying? Like, all the people we mentioned, had to be the cream of the crop mm-hmm. in order for us to even know who they were in history. where well, there are uh-huh. other people you know about, bro, I promise you, they weren't necessarily the cream of the crop. You feel me? And so I was like, yo, I ain't cry because I don't believe in that foolishness. Like, E, you're going to have to grind, bro, and just, just embrace that, you know? Um, but as I was watching the news, and I, you know, my wife was like, some of them people fake. I'm like, I'll take fake. I'll take, because some people have been fake and it's been to my disadvantage. Hmm. I'll take fake to be for my advantage. Like, I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? I'll take if you fake and just saying it because you want to be on the right side of history, I'll take that. I'm, I don't, like, I know Josh. Josh has been with us for over 10 years. Like, I ain't, I'm, I don't need those relationships. Like you said, Erica called my next door neighbor, Mike. Carl said we had dinner, but no, it was like, it was specifically Josh. My neighbors called like, yo, this ain't right. I don't know. We like what can we do? Like let's eat together. Let's come together. My um, Aubrey, my next door neighbor. Aubrey ain't but eight. She just turned eight. Josh, I'm talking about every day. She bringing me cupcakes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like she getting a uh, she finding stuff in the house and putting it in the whatever and coming by. Like Eric, I love you. Like you know, like yo, like they like we look up to you. So I've been I've given up on the wider world world? I'm not bitter. So what you're saying, I'm I want to make pick- sure that we're not
4: taking this out of context. What you're saying is you've given up on the racist people trying to convert them over.
0: No, the system. Right, right, right. I'm the saying system. you have the, yeah, the right, system. Right. Okay, the you. system's yeah. rigged. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the system ever being remotely fair. You, you feel but, me? But
4: I don't know. I, I, I mean, I got a, a slight issue with that only because. I don't again, have a problem
0: with you having an issue. I'm just telling you yeah, where no, I, no, I am. Right, I right, like, right. I, I, no, no, I've
4: been no. gave up. I'm saying you gave up. But again, um, when you say, is there no chance that by the time Trey is 37 years old, my age, that we could be in an incredibly better spot?
0: I, I never believed we could, ever. Now I'm telling you, I'm hopeful. What I've seen this week, I've never believed that Jalen would ever get a chance to just be what black and still have a check. I've never. So I was listening to um, the news, and one guy was like, come on now, there's no systemic racism. There's no, I'm like, brother, the last time I checked, the banks are owned by white males, the telecommunication is owned by white males, technology is on, like everything, there's no, there, there, there's no black male or female or minority period that owns anything. They're, they're not the CEO, they don't own, they're not the CEO. So for me, see, uh, am I gonna have a good life? Absolutely am I gonna have a good life. Well, let me just keep it 100 with you how I feel. I feel with this talent that I have, if I was a white male, psh, bruh, bruh, if I was a white male with this talent, with, bruh, do you understand my parents, Didn't have nothing in terms of connections, nothing. My parents didn't have nothing. You understand that I don't have any, uh, I don't have a network. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't have nothing. Like I had to grind to get where I am right now for this company to get to where we are. We didn't have that. Look, bruh. and I can't get too deep into this. Let me just say, I was denied. I was denied alone. I was denied. With all the stuff I got, I was denied. Right. Josh, I pick up the phone call one of my white male friends. He pick up the phone call him. I got approved.
2: Yeah. I'm see, just saying, Josh. You, what I tell you after? Yeah, I got phone with E. What'd I tell you, see? Oh,
4: you only said, yeah, he, you yeah, he was like, that's only one reason. Right. E got more money. He got more of this,
1: more of that. I've never heard of anybody he getting... Can pay, enough
2: he can pay money. cash for his house.
1: Right. All right, let me get our newest sponsor in here really quickly. Our newest sponsor of the S2S podcast is Notion. Listen... Notion is the all-in-one tool for taking notes, managing projects, sharing docs, and collaborating with your team seamlessly. It's quick to set up and fun to use. Notion makes it easy to work on your own or with your teammate in real time or around the clock, no matter where you are. Listen guys, last uh, couple weeks back, like we had a text thread that we used um, with our podcast editors and one of our editors actually missed a critical edit and I'll just be real, Notion came at the right time for us. We signed up immediately that week and the ability to be able to tag each member and assign the task like it when I tell you immediately improved our workflow. So from maybe about a month in now, we've been using Notion. And so far, man, I'm telling you, the guys have been, everybody has been on the same page. We know exactly what's happening. It keeps the information centralized. We can find documents quickly, right? And stay on the same page. Everyone knows exactly what's going on, what progress has been made, and what's next. Capture your ideas and manage tasks the way that you want. Notion is flexible and customizable, so you can set it up for how you and your team work best. And Notion can replace a dozen, I mean dozens of those single-purpose single, program, single purpose programs like Google Docs, Asana, Trello, Evernote, Confluence. Stay on task. Find exactly what you need, when you need it. Collaborate efficiently all in one place with Notion. For 10% off of a team plan, head over to notion.com forward slash success. That's notion.com forward slash success to get 10% off a team plan. Again. It's Notion, N-O-T-I-O-N, dot com, forward slash success.
0: They Josh, here's what I'm saying, Josh. That's that what I'm saying. Sense. I'm saying nothing changed, Josh. Now, I, it, wasn't like, it, was, it wasn't like they made a phone call and put millions of dollars in my bank account. No,
2: nothing changed. <laughs> you feel
0: changed me? me? Or it wasn't like the bank was like, oh, all of a sudden, uh, he, he, you know, he got well. We just he ain't got no money. But off this man's word, we're just going to give him the opportunity. No. Yeah, and mind you, for context, we're
4: talking about this was last week. So this is week, we're not talking about like something happened years ago.
0: This was last week. No, we can't give, we can't give. I'm like, what? But you told me, but now you're telling me after (laughs) nine months that, but when a white male pick up the phone and make a phone call, now all of a sudden I'm qualified. You feel me? And I'm, oh, John, I'm super grateful. But here's what I'm saying. My guy that I call He would never have to call me to get a (laughs) he would never have to call me to do the same thing. He he could use his own name in his own credit. So so that's what I mean when I say see, I'm not quitting and giving up. I never said that. I I actually I think I work harder now to make sure that the next generation is taken care of. But what I'm on, see, is not equality. I'm on, hey, y'all gotta work hard. (laughs) Y'all gotta go to school. Y'all gotta make sure you make. Cause watch this see every time somebody get murdered it's always well was he a, was he an alcoholic did he was he was he using drugs what does that have to do with you taking somebody's life but it goes back to okay let's find something to discredit this person being a human right and so I've always felt like my ancestors have proven to me that if you work hard Oh, you can you can. But see, everybody shouldn't have to get up at three o'clock in the morning to have a chance. bruh. everybody shouldn't have to grind get up at three and work to three. Like everybody shouldn't have to have a Ph.D. Everybody shouldn't like everybody shouldn't have to do what I'm doing to get what I'm getting. So. So when I say that, I just mean like, yo, it ain't going to never just be, you know, um, it just equal. And we get. But what I saw this week, oh, I've been in the game for a minute. I've been in the game for a long time. What I saw this week was like, oh, okay, now, and you got to hear me. Some people are going, man, you have uh, white individuals who are taking a stand. We always, brother, this ain't the first time. Harriet Tubman has said the Underground Railroad. She didn't mean like a physical space under the earth. That's not what she was talking about. She was talking about her white friends who opened up doors, but they had to be... They had to keep it on the low though, you feel me? They couldn't tell nobody. You had people march with Martin Luther King, ministers who were white, who lost their lives, right? So we've always had the support. This is the first time in earth's history that when we are assisted, that now they're not being attacked. Now we are on the page where everybody's like, this is wrong. We've always had, always, that's why I try to tell people who be on that, you know, that negative stuff, We've always had white allies. We've always had friends. Always. People who sacrificed their lives. The Freedom Riders, they lost their life on that bus. The people that walked with Martin Luther King, some of them were, got their lives taken. Right. So, we, so we've always so me, had. That so, but let me
4: tell you what seems different, E. What seems different to me, and I could be wrong, but what seems different to me is. So you always had those type of white people who were yeah. like, ride or die. Like, yeah. you know, Josh, Adam, like, yeah. I'm, I'm down. Yeah. I'm on the bus with y'all. Let's go. Yeah. I'm willing to, you know, whatever. But I think now the difference is, and I talked about it a little last week, and I don't know if I articulated it that well, but what's happening is you're getting those folks who kind of was just like, hey, I'm a- absolutely. out. Now absolutely. they're appalled enough to go, whoa. Yeah. Uh, and so what happens is, if you're not speaking out, if you are being quiet, if you are being silent, now it's starting to look like, whoa, why are you not saying nothing? Where back Absolutely. in the day, it was like, okay, cool, you got your Freedom Riders, you got your, your people who had the Underground Railroad with the lights on, yep. but then you had this group that was like, uh, like I said last week, extremely racist, and you ain't never... Yep. bro. I just, my brother just sent me, right before we got on the podcast, they just showed me a protest that was going up the street, and it was two white dudes, one dude had his was playing around, had his knee on my man's neck with a Trump All Lives Matter. White
0: Lives Matter. Yeah, I'm saying, like,
4: bro, you not, that's, they gone. Like, it's nothing, like, if you, uh, there is nothing we could do, you could, it don't matter. You just never gonna be whatever. But I'm saying, and that's not who I'm talking about now. And I'm not 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 talking, I'm I'm not talking about them, and I'm not talking about Josh. I'm talking about right there in the middle somewhere where you looking at this going, I've never spoken out against this kind of stuff and I don't really know what's going on. My white privilege has afforded me the ability not to even have to think about it. Yeah. I'm saying I'm seeing more of those people get involved now. And no, no, to and, me, and I'm saying, that's why see, this feels let me different. Get it, but I'm saying yeah. the
0: reason why you're seeing it, though, see, is because and I'm not, it's not, it's nothing against them. But I'm saying why you're seeing it is because it's finally not popular to be right. racist. Yeah. That's E. I was going to say, white, yeah. pe-
2: white people now are willing to, f- to argue with other white people mm-hmm. openly about this topic, mm-hmm. where before they would stand and say, you say, a Josh, if someone did something to any one of you, of course I'm there, jo- right? So, right? But but now, but now people that are fence sitters are willing to Absolutely. have a conversation or a comment. See, I told you about a story with someone at the golf course the other day. Yeah. He made a
4: comment. Go ahead. Do it if you can tell it, please.
2: Yeah, so so I went to pick up HUD from the golf course, and one of the guys that works at the golf course was there, and I hadn't seen him in a couple weeks. So I walked up, and he said, um, he said, man, all of this over a few bad apple cops. And he was, in his mind, he's he's saying those cops are terrible. Like, he's not trying to say anything about anything. And he said, you no, know, all this rioting, the looting, and the protesters. And I said, well, is it fair to say The looters are a few bad apples, and the protesters are like everybody else.
4: Right, right.
1: And
2: he just looked at me, and I said, the world's in a lot of pain. Hopefully, we can help it heal. And he just didn't know what to say. But now, those conversations, that happened in 30 seconds before people would be sitting there trying to find their words, trying to get a thought together. So, the line is now drawn. Mm. And that's what I'm saying. You either either need to get over it and be like the ease point that he's been preaching, get in the boat. Yeah. Or get out because you yeah. just want to know where, wh- what you have
0: and where yeah. you are. And before Josh, if you were racist, you you almost bullied that person, right. and you could get away with bullying them. Yeah. Like exactly. you could get away with putting them under the type of pressure where they would feel like, man, I don't know, not worth it, like to help. But let's just be real, Josh, I, I, <laughs> Ma, and I. You know, I don't want to get on a tantrum, but I have people in my community that have not stood like I have, Josh. Like, I'm not mad at people on social media, people, but but Colin Kaep put his knee down. There are people in my community that haven't made that type of sacrifice. You know, like, they not ready to go there. So I'm not upset, but I'm saying, Josh, there was a time where if you stood up, you could lose your life, right? And so people were kind of like, yo, we're in a time, finally, Josh, where you don't, it's really the American dream. You don't have to lose your life for your opinion now. Now you could say how I feel about my black friends, that are just people, without the consequences of somebody calling you, uh, uh, you know, saying you are in love with this group, and now we're going to take your life or we're going to take privileges away from you. I'm saying it's finally turned, and now, Josh, they are free to say, and they haven't always been there. Nobody has. They, they, the racists have been bullies, and it's like flat out, this is the way we're going to do it. And if you don't do it this way, and that's not the American dream. The American dream is that we do come from all countries. There are, There is no um, language in America. There's no language because we're coming from all over. But now we're finally getting to a place where you can really be who you are and not be punished because this group doesn't particularly care for you. And to me, that's the hope that I felt this week, yeah. like, whoa, that's never yeah. happened before. Yeah. We're not, like, you're not getting bullied no more. Like, somebody has bullied the bully, as CJ used to say when he was coming up. Somebody has finally bullied the bully, and it's, and it's, you can come to school now. Like, you can feel comfortable coming to school knowing you ain't about to get into a fight or knowing, like, nobody's about to dog you out because of how you look or how you talk. Like, you can actually come to school to learn, yeah. and it's a great, let me tell you, Josh, in my neighborhood, I'm so glad this happened. Carl will tell you, I'm so, bruh. I feel like hey, a celebrity. Everybody. No, no, and I'm, not, and I'm not mad, Josh, but I feel to my point that there are people who finally feel like, because everybody's not speaking, Josh, you can tell some people looking at me like, it's because of y'all this is happening, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, it's a couple, but I'm telling you, they're finally the minority. Oh, they're yeah. finally the minority, right. Josh. Yeah, and 90% right. of my neighbors are like, hey, what's going on? I, I was talking to a, uh, one of my neighbors. She walked past me on the trail, Josh. True story. This was two days ago, she walked past me. And I said, she said, how you doing? My traditional, I'm blessed. I'm blessed, I've seen this lady before, I'm blessed. Josh, I saw her 25 minutes later, we, she because coming back from her walk, I was coming back from my walk, or whatever I was doing. And she said, man, I'm so glad I saw you. And I said, yeah, you saw me because I wasn't running today. I was walking. I know, you getting on me about it. She said, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with the walk. I wanna say thank you. I said, mm-hmm. for what? She said, you just, you told me you were blessed in that smile of yours. Mm. She said, that smile of yours. White female. She said, she didn't talk to me back in the day. I'm not saying she was angry with me or anything, but it was kind of like awkward. She smiled. She said, your smile. She said, I was just walking and I was just going through it and being down on myself because my child is autistic. Mm. And I was just saying to myself, Hmm. like, like, woe is me. And. Why did this happen to me and my family? And she said, "When you said that you were blessed,
3: yeah.
0: it put everything in perspective for me." And that smile of yours, she said, "That smile." She crying, Josh. She said, "That smile, Josh." I Bro, I don't need certain things to happen. I just wanted that to happen. Oh. I just want to be able to talk to my neighbors like I'm human and they're human. That's all I ever wanted. Like I don't, I don't need some. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need the government to give me two million dollars in a. In a 40 acres in the mute. I, I just want to be human and treated like I'm yeah. a human. Yeah. And especially the human I am. So that, to me, is hopeful. I bump what the news is saying, what's going on in the world. I'm telling you, in my neighborhood, I'm mm-hmm. seeing the change, Josh. In yeah. my neighborhood, where I walk out my door, people are speaking. And she didn't have to do that. She stopped and was vulnerable with me and mm-hmm. told me what was going on. I walked yeah. in the crib like... Boom, let's yeah. go.
4: No, I think, um, no, that's important, man. And again, you know, I think, you know, you talk about these, you know, extreme sides and things like that. And Candace said something deep uh, yesterday or two days ago. She said, you know, she thinks that one of the most powerful things that's come out of this in terms of our learning and conversation and dialogue, and again, no disrespect, I'm not trying to drag nobody, but the Drew Brees comment, right? right. Because, you know, it, it like, I, she was like, man, he's the perfect microcosm for who we have to reach. She was like, everybody know Drew Brees. Like, Drew Brees one of my favorite quarterbacks. Like, yo, I, I just, his swagger, his attitude, again, I don't know much about his personal life, whatever, but just from what you see, you know, you saw him giving during, you know, Katrina and when the COVID hit, and you see him with his teammates, and they all seem to like him, and just all of this stuff. And here was a moment when the world was in so much pain, when black folks were in so much pain, where he said something, and again, he apologized, so I'm not trying to hold nobody's feet to the fire, but he said something that was so insensitive, that was so, uh, seemed to us to be blatantly disregarding our feelings, the hurt, the pain that we were going through, the timing of it was terrible, and Candace was like, yo, that is the person who we have to reach. He is the one we have to let him know, like, and that person is your neighbor, right, because he didn't say um, you know, uh, all lives matter, and you know uh, uh, freedom for the cops. He wasn't even trying to be like super controversial. He was saying, "I'm going to." I, it's disrespectful not to stand for the flag, and that was the invisible white privilege that we talk about, where you don't even have to consider somebody else's feelings. You have, you don't, you can, you don't even have to practice empathy. You're only looking at it from your lens. And Candace was like, "Yo, that's the type of person we have to be able to say." Drew, sit down, bro. This is why that is not cool. We need you to be an advocate because you should know better. Like, let us show you. And again, I think he maybe he has some conversations with his teammates, and I don't know why he wasn't able to empathize through the last four years, but maybe it took this and it took the backlash of that and his teammates calling him to say, whoa, like, I wasn't even thinking my words would be perceived like this. And so... Now can we get? And then of course Trump came out said what he said, and Breeze was right back on it like, nah, bro, I'm not with it. Like I did not mean it like that, but I honestly believe maybe here's a situation of somebody now who can take the thought process and go, yo, this is why it's not right. And so to me that has you know been one of the most awakening things for me. So I'll let anybody else jump in on 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 that. No,
5: I was just gonna say, I was gonna say, man, a lot of this stems back though. Like, if we're talking about reform, we have to go all the way back to the foundation. We got to go back to, like, the children, right? We got to go back to the education system. I still remember, and I mean, I got, and CJ know, I got a story probably that I can relate to back when I was in grammar school, E. Um, I was, even after we finished the podcast, I was just sitting up and I was even thinking about times that, you know, when I was a kid, I didn't really think about it. But now as an adult... Bro, from day one, as far back as I could remember, going to that school I talked about last week, they had us read, like we were doing definitions and meanings of things, right? We were doing meanings. And just so happened this week, we were doing the meanings or the definition of black. We were doing the definition of white. My teacher made me stand up and say the definition of black, not even knowing that, I, you know, I'm just a little kid. So right. I get up and right. I'm, I'm reading it. And, you know, of course, you know, they, they got words that synonymous with that word black. And here I am in front of the whole class. Evil, dirty, dishonest, black angel of death. And then at the end of it, it said the opposite of white. So now everything that I just read, evil, dishonest, Angel of Death, now it's the opposite of white. And then now somebody stands up, Susie, in the class, and now she got to read the definition of white. Now all alone, people are saying, you're black, you're black, I'm black, I'm a black, I'm black, I'm a black boy. And so now, not just me, but the, everybody else in the class is saying my, that I'm just, My, evil. my, I'm, dis, I'm, I'm dishonest. I'm dirty. You know, I'm the opposite of white. And then all of a sudden, white, Susie stands up, Pure, clean, square dealing, white collar crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, dude, white lie. She's like pure, and then I'm in my mind thinking, "Wow, everything she said, I'm the opposite of that." Yeah. Hmm. And not only am I thinking that, but everybody else in the classroom is thinking, thinking the opposite, bro. This is designed from a, from the beginning. So from the beginning, now, everybody in the class, well, they might have just thought, oh, that's just Jay. He's just a little bit tan. Now they're like, oh, no, Jay is evil. He's dishonest. And, bro, that kind of mentality right there from the beginning. So I came up with my own definition. <laughs> you know, that was this it, I mom. teach my kids. bro. I teach my kids, bro. black doesn't mean evil, man. I'm like, black means strong. Hmm. It means unbreakable. Name me anybody else who went through what, Blacks went through for 400 years. It means endurance. Grit. You know, it means, Resilient. oh man, it, <laughs> it means loving. It means forgiving. Yeah. It means passionate. Yeah. You know, that's the definition of black, yeah. that we need to start teaching our children from the beginning. Yeah. We need to start, and not just our children, but all children. We need to redefine the definition that's still in the yeah. dictionary today. What's this right. dictionary if you, you look up? what black means it's still in there today man it's yeah. so much negativity right there and you learn this stuff in kindergarten and in first grade and then you start believing that this is what
1: it is and yeah. because it they're calling deeper, you mom. black yeah. hey and i'm not trying to be funny like i got forgive my scribbles but if y'all could read it ma right here look at the top blacklisted black sheep black male black ball. black dude Every word that you hear. So I'm just saying it's one thing to see the definition, but then even in regular language, blackmail.
2: Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like
1: regular
0: language, right. dude. But they is, say it's
1: not a system, though. They
0: say it's not systematic. You, you can't tell me that. Hey, oh, hey, no.
2: hey, Carl, let me let me just say this, too. This is, this is where if you're watching this and you are for everybody, but watching, listening, and you are white, this is what you need to understand. I, I talked about hurricane earlier. Hurricane comes in, but most people don't know it's about a hurricane. It comes in slow. You kind of see it coming, and then it settles in. And a lot of people are watching this protest from the outside, not understanding it. They're saying, all this over a cop, all this over a few bad all apples, right. All, right. all this over. This is a hurricane that's 400 years in the making. Hmm. I carry scars from a business partner that stole from me and served prison time. I carry scars from my father not being in my life that I can't get over without help. I'm 37 years old. I've carried those for for for, or 39 years old. So I've carried those for 10 years, 20 years, Hmm. and I've got some rage in there, in me. I'm not talking about 400 years of a system being put against. So this isn't an instance. This, This is people that are out against what Maul just said, what he went through in school, the definition. Slavery, this is 400 years in the making, and from it, white people cannot make this an instance. They cannot make this about an episode that, 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 that that's why people are doing this. It's not. It is pent up for 400 years, and 400 years of trying to make effort, but it's like the hurricane. People are saying, at some point, it's just going to pass. At some point, just, right. just hang tight. They're going to stop protesting. Like, just hang tight. It's going to pass, and hopefully this time it doesn't pass. Hopefully, it passes because there's change. Yeah, no question. And
5: the change, the change starts inside that home, bro. You got to. Yeah. The change is so important to start inside the home. Carl, last week, you was asking about, like, what do I teach my children? What do I teach uh. my sons? Things like that. Uh, just to give you another example, you know, I always go back to this class. In this class, bro, you know, they had us do a family tree, right? They said that was, this was the class assignment. And, the, and the, the kicker was, E, the tree, you could not, um, it had to go back to whatever country, you're from, right? And so that's the, I think like every assignment they gave us right. <laughs> was against me. You right. know, I'm like, hmm. OK, family tree it has got to go back to another country. Yeah. Everybody in the class was a, from a different, you know, so people came back. I would never forget, man, I had a hard time. I remember going home and I remember telling my parents, like, you know, they want us to do a family tree. And I can't, it can't be, you know, a lot of blacks, all right, Mississippi, uh, my family, our roots go back down south. And then here it is, everybody else was coming back talking about Ireland. They talking about Russia. You know, they actually got, this is the family tree. They got, and this is, you know, they got the family crest. They got all of this stuff where I couldn't even go, I couldn't go back no further to Mississippi, bro. Right. And so, but I remember, I thank God for having strong parents. You know, having strong parents. My parents set me down and, because they tried to do it too and we couldn't do it. But my parents set me down and was like, all right. They pulled out the Bible. And then that's when they said, this is how far back your roots go your roots go back in the beginning. And so when I went back to that class, bruh, I went back and I told my teacher, like, I it, my family tree was in the beginning. <laughs> in the beginning. And I started, I started naming a lineage. bro. I started mm. going back like, man, Abraham.
3: Bless Abraham, God.
5: Isaac, Jacob. I started talking about this is my bloodline. This is where I came from. Mm. You know, it sounded good. I think I got an F on the assignment. But... <laughs> it's okay.
0: It's okay. <laughs> but the best A it, it made But sense what it
5: did, I might have got an F on the assignment. But it, but but in my heart, and just about yeah, who yeah. I was, about where yeah. I came from, it made me have an A just inside of me, and it, it made me feel like, hey, I come from royalty. Yeah, I come mm-hmm. from man. I, my 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 relatives built the pyramids. You know, my relatives were kings. You know, our history didn't start with slavery. And I think we got to put that in our children. You know, slavery was a small part, if you think about how long we've been existing on this planet. And so why do we think our, this, it was a part of our history, but that's not our only history. You know, you can't talk about one part of your history without talking about the rest of it. You got to talk about the fact that you were kings and queens at one point, you know, that you were conquerors, you were rulers, you know, you were explorers and things like that. And so I think we got to, we Carl, as parents, yeah. we have to instill that information and that knowledge in our children and give them, let them know exactly where they're coming from and not leave it up to the school system. I no love questions. Josh to
0: show his video and so, then yes, show what
4: he's doing. Yeah. yeah, Carl, if you got it queued up, Josh sent us a video last night. And there's no question what he's teaching his squad. So, well,
2: absolutely. Hey, fellas, went and checked on Berkeley's room tonight. She, um, she fell asleep with heads, went to turn off the lights. You guys know she loves Broadway, and some friends from school gave her a lighted sign that she keeps on her desk. And she always has what play she wants to be in next. When I turn around to turn off all the lights, I notice this. Just wanna say, I love you. We love you. 381. Amen. 381.
4: 381. 381. Josh, walk us through Um, you you, you hear the conversations that we as black males always talk about having with our kids, our sons, our daughters. What's the conversation for you and your kids? And, you know, obviously you said it, you know, Hudson and uh, Bear are two different ages. But just in terms of the way you've raised them, you you haven't raised them to ignore race. Right. Because I think most people just say, just ignore it. It doesn't exist. Don't worry about it. We're not racist. Just don't, don't just don't say anything. And you guys have chosen not to go that route of not saying anything because it is important to talk about and, and to understand. But walk us through those conversations that maybe even along the way up until now you're having uh, with the kids.
2: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm teary eyed right now. I'm emotional uh, for a couple of reasons. I saw a post that um, Camille put up, uh, I think it was last week. And I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing Ma, I probably don't get it right, but it said, When do I go from cute to scary? And uh you know as a as a human, as someone that loves your kids, like they're my own it's just it's devastating It's it it just doesn't make any sense, but we've we've chosen to have our kids see people for what they are, for their character um and it is again, Berkeley you know, see when was it Berkeley is it years ago. I called you and said. I think Bear was maybe eight. She's 11 now, maybe seven. And I was putting her to bed and she said, Dad, is Uncle C an uncle to us just like Uncle Ryan? That's my brother, my blood brother, Ryan. And I said, yes, baby girl. She said, that's what I've always thought. To her, there was no difference. You're a brother, you're an uncle. And, um, you know, for me, my hope, my... you say how we educate them, we don't shy away from it, the conversations, but we also immerse them around good people. That's that's all we try to do as parents, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, it doesn't matter. We wanna immerse them around good people. And it so happens that many, many of the best people in our life happen to be black. And they have been around that from the beginning. That, that, that is the best people in their life since they can remember people. And, you know, see, I told you, it's interesting from a white standpoint, a lot of white people are fine if, they're, if, they're, if their kids have best friends that are black. A lot of people are fine. A lot of parents, maybe not. But a lot of parents are fine. Best friends, black. But you start talking about uh, Berkeley coming home and saying, I'm going to marry baby Jay. You're going to find out if you're racist or not. Mm. Right, right. You're going to find out if you truly believe the system's rigged or not. Because you're going to think about your own daughter and maybe some of the challenges that she hasn't had to face. So you're going to find out really quick where you stand on this. And you're going you're to understand it, what goes through CJ's head. I could walk into the refuel, the gas station on Daniel Island, drunk. Walk in and grab two 40-ounce beers, Doritos in my hand, candy. Cuss out the stand and walk out the door and I have a single fear in my life that I would lose it. I'd almost have zero fear that I'd get arrested. I think the cops would come and talk to me. I'd apologize. they say, he's learned his lesson. I know if Hudson did that, he would be brought home to me and they say, teach your son a lesson. Next time, we won't be so nice. That's it. Hand behind his back, whatever. He could go and do, and that is a double standard. So from a parent standpoint, I didn't even know that about Berkeley. I was so proud. Last night I went down, I woke her up when I saw it. I give her a big kiss I just said i'm so proud of you baby girl she said what what i do i said i 'll talk to you in the morning. I just want to tell her I love her and I'm proud of her that was, that was completely there was no conversations about it she didn't even come down proud she's not joining a cause mm-hmm. this is who she is it's in her, and um you know when i when I think about the double standard, and I think about tracy and we, we've cried a lot this last week on the phone there's a lot of pain and um and, and people need to to recognize that this is there is a e to your point there is a system whether you want to admit right. it or not there is a system yep. and the system can't be changed overnight but if you don't admit there's a system you cannot find a fix for the system that's it and I don't even know where to start the system's so overwhelming no 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 I, 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 agree. I it's I'll in tell the home.
0: you Josh where to start and I'm glad you said that I was watching um I was watching Fox you know I, I watch them all. And I, when I say I'm hopeful, Josh, this is why I'm hopeful. Of course, what happened, you know, in my neighborhood is great. But when we talk systems, the news is a system. Media is a system. And what blew my mind yesterday, Josh, I kept going back, like, for real, I'm just being real. I'm, 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 I'm slightly intelligent. I'm watching the news and saying, who's going to show this funeral? I kept going back and forth to the different ones. Fox had it on the whole time. I was like, oh, we're in a different, <laughs> it's different, Josh. I don't know that Fox has ever showed a black funeral for four and a half hours. I'm just being real. I watched it the whole time. I was like, I'm not interested in watching CNN right now. I'm already knowing what they're going to say, Josh. I'm not, I'm good. I already know, like uh, 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 NBC, like, I got it. I've been watching, I know it. I'm interested to see what Fox is going to say. And she, she began to ask, you know, It was the five, and she began to ask them, like, you saw the funeral, what was your take? So first, I was, I know it's a job, Josh, but they still had to make a decision to show that for four and a half hours, you know? And as they were talking, you could tell they were speaking intelligently about what they, so they saw. So they're making comments about what they saw. And one gentleman was like, I I get it now. I'm embarrassed, 400 years of slavery, like I'm embarrassed. So to your point, Josh, there are some people who don't know the history because it's not made available. But there are people realizing some stuff: Black Wall Street burned down, Tulsa burned down. They're, they're starting to realize some voting stuff. They're like, oh, "Okay, I didn't. Even, I, I, it's not my reaction. I didn't know."
4: That's what he it, said. It, it purposely, don't we didn't get the chance to learn about that. We no question. Learning, we was learning about Christopher uh, Columbus instead. Right. Of, but, uh, 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 see, see really, I'm going
2: cut you off, but eat really quick. You mentioned that white people have lost their life in the civil rights movement. Absolutely. They've always had white allies. But what white people get scared of, and again, I'm saying white because I'm a white guy. There's a lot of people that get scared to get in fights, but there's self-preservation. They're not scared to lose their lives at this point. A lot of them are scared to lose their livelihoods. That's right. No question. You dig in a fight, and you now alienate yourself from the powers that be. You talked about earlier that have some control. So you put yourself out there and say... Okay, now now they're, now they're against me. Yep. I yep. took this, and now my family, I can't provide the way I wanted yep. to because I took a stance.
0: Yep. Self-preservation. Absolutely. It, it's real. So, so the, you know, you are making their comments. I'm listening like, okay. So he was like, we can't, to your point, Josh, we can't pretend like 400 years didn't exist. But he was like, what do we do that when we're having a conversation, it doesn't always have to keep coming back to this? Like, for real, for real, what do we need to say, so that we can like like the history happen, terrible history to move forward? And you know what I said, Josh? Just say you sorry.
1: That's a great I'm like, start.
0: like, bro. This is where we can start at. Uh-huh. This is where we can start. We can start with the the our leadership starting right. with our president.
4: Uh, uh, listen, you said something I, I, just because you're right there, and listen. The funny thing is, Tiffany said it. She said you because I'm just to your sorry point. Just keep your uh-huh. thought, but she said when she, was, she said her white friends were calling and say, what can I do? She was like, you can start by just saying sorry. And yeah. she was like, it's crazy, but they would look at you and go, well, I, I'm not racist. I didn't, I didn't do anything. And she said, if my cousin died right now and you knew it, you'd call me and say what? Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She said, you didn't kill him. Yeah. You, you had nothing to do with it, but you would still empathize and say, man, mm. that must hurt so bad to lose yeah. a cousin. Yep. yeah. Mm. And I thought that was so a uh, uh, fire of an example of why people can say sorry. It doesn't mean you're racist. It doesn't mean that you right. hold these views, but it means I empathize with you and I'm here for you. So E, to your point, I just thought when Tiffany said that, I was like, whoa, that's absolutely what we say no when somebody that. loses a grandmother or a grand. We didn't have anything yeah. to do with, your, with their death, but we still say, I'm yeah. sorry.
0: Yeah, hmm. because we do. We care mm-hmm. enough to say we're sorry. So, I think that's one, Josh, starting with leadership, President of the United States of America, you know, um, our Congress.
4: Oh, that's out. He, know, he on that side uh, where we just. You know what
1: I'm saying? <laughs> <The> <laughs> uh, the next I'm, the next, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And I'll be real,
0: Josh, Clinton tried to start this conversation. Mm-hmm. He tried to start this conversation, and people was like, bruh, kill that. So, the, the second thing I think, Josh, we need to do, and I, don't, I can't do it, you know what I'm saying, with those in power. Is that we need to be fair about showing history? We mm. need to be fair about in the in in our history books. Man, showing what 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 happened. Man. you got to show the lynching. You got to show it. You got to show. I was slave. in college
4: like, before I heard about uh, 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 Black Wall Street.
0: Yeah, you feel me? We got to show all the history. We got to show them when they came to Africa and got us what Africa look like. Like, you got to show the history. You feel me? You got to show the history. Shout out to Russell
4: Westbrook, too, who's I just saw this morning. He's producing a docuseries on Black Wall Street. On Tulsa. So shout out to to Westbrook. So so to me,
0: that you know, it's like you got to educate. Why? Because there is a reason why, Josh, a lot of people are ignorant because you've not shown them the history. history. So let's be fair now. Let's show that the word black just don't mean this, 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 and that. You know what I'm saying? Let's show... That black meant you came to Africa because there was jewels, because there was oil. <laughs> you didn't come to Africa because it was it, because it was dark. You came because I, hey, it had resources.
1: Hey, I saw yeah. I saw a random meme. I'll, I'll find it, but they said y'all don't trip on looting. That's where it started, and they showed Africa like the different parts, gold, you know, all the different stuff that was taken from there. So like that's where Luton really started. That's it. <laughs> that's Education, really.
0: and all then right, the last man. thing, Josh, what you're doing is, uh, it was funny, Erica's mom and dad hit me up. Yeah, me too. You know, and she was like, E, you need to do this, 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 and that. I was like, she was like, you need to speak and change the world. I was like, uh, <laughs> not quite. You need to raise all these people like you raise your child, uh-huh. like you raise your kid. That's what you need to do. She's like, you know, I can't do that. But to my point, I was letting her know, Josh, like, you have to introduce to people how you have put your children in a spot where they don't see color. You, like, you got to do that. Me, like, your let, granddaughter is an angel. Let me you re- got to gotta teach other kids how to tr- raise their kids like that. And so for me, Josh, I think the third thing that needs to be done is people like yourself. You're not faking. We've, you've been on this. But those people that are on the fence, Josh, I feel like you, you, you guys have to help them to live outside of the fence. They've been on the fence for so long, Josh. They don't know how to live. Like, they're like, oh, okay, we hear what y'all saying. We agree. But we've never took that stance before. How do we take that stance? Like, what are we supposed to do? And so I think, Josh, that's something that you know is important as well. Those are the three things I see. See, yeah, that, I, that, I saw that, that a quote on the other this side morning
4: that I think is fitting to what you're talking about. And I, I apologize. I don't know who wrote it, but I said, man, that's deep. It said, white supremacy won't die until white people see it as a white issue they need to solve, rather than a black issue they need to empathize mm-hmm. with.
2: And that's exactly it. See, so that, mm. that's that's it. That, that's it to what he just said to that quote. That's it. This is a system that was created by white people. White people have to help tear down the system. Mm. And, you know, and, let me just fi- let me just find this. I uh, had you were talking earlier about control, and I think this is from uh, 2016 or 17. But it says ten richest Americans, 100% white. U.S. Congress, 90% white. US governors, 96% white. Top military advisors, 100% white. Presidents and vice presidents, 100% white. US House Freedom Caucus, 99% white. Teachers, 82% white. Full-time college professors, 84% white. Owners of professional football teams, 97% white. People who decide what news is covered, 90% white. That's a system.
0: It's a system. It's a system. A system. Hey. Sure you, hey. Those are just
2: <laughs> Yeah. Right. So. So uh, you gotta get in there and help change change the system, and that's the call to your quote. See, that, need, that, that white people need to get in there.
4: And NBA ninety percent right. black though.
1: I got, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I got
1: the hey, one in there. We, we gotta have That's, ask Trump. True. that's true. <laughs> Hey, to, Josh, to, me, to me and I had the conversation yesterday. We we're talking about school and eat again. You can relate. Like, and I, I was cautious. I'm, I'm being super cautious saying this because again, context, guys. My kids are in an all white school. Like, uh, context, guys, my daughter and my son will grow up always seeing their superior as a white teacher or a white person. And again, y'all know how we raise our kids. It's not, it's not a color thing. But you think of the, the system of that. Like, it's so normal for my, my kids to think that they have to work for somebody else the rest of their lives based on this system. So, Tamisha and I like, are we really doing our kids, like, uh? Carl, we had this injustice. conversation on
4: the podcast three years ago, bro. Remember, we talked about that. Yeah, that's true. We talked true. about where true. do we send I forgot them? about that. Do you, keep, yeah, do you try to make a stance and keep them in a failing district? You know what I'm saying? Right. Do you try to prove a point on your kids? Or do you take them to a private school that may... That's why I say I need to just move to Chicago because mall got his girls, <laughs> and they, it's probably 50% white, 50% black. I, I, but I don't even know where that exists down here like that. Um, there may be, actually, Woodward Academy, I think they do a good job it's on the other side of town from us. But I think that's a challenge that every single affluent black has. Do I oh. keep my kids? Should I send them to the neighborhood school? Maul, I don't know even the conversations you and Camille had. Like, the, the crazy thing is if, if Yanni and Jazzy were to go to the community school, you know, just the regular public school, they would raise the bar there and they would be a help there and you would be a great influence on the school. Can you imagine a black father like you coming up to the school every day? Like what a, what an influence that would be on the, the system and the school and the principal and all of those things. But do you do that or do you give them a chance to go to the academy where they wear the plaid dress and they have to get and they can get a world class education? that's, that's uh, 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 I think uh, just a tough place to be in as yeah. a parent yeah as you know e you moved your kids to Grand Ledge you didn't let your kids go to Sexton you know what I'm saying like that, that there was a thought process there of how do I you know g- get them that culture how do I make sure yeah. they they understand where they come from yeah. and they're down to earth and all of those things but at the same time yeah. give them that you know world-class education and hey it and it
0: was tough Ma. I promise you ma I do not talk about it but I went to a predominantly white you know middle school. Really? Right. So I didn't talk I don't even I've suppressed it, bro. Uh, <laughs> uh, to my point Josh what I was saying earlier. It's like some stuff for me, bro and I could be wrong, yeah, yeah. but I'm all about where your focus goes your energy flows. Yeah. You know, and I I'm not really trying to I'm, <laughs> not trying to yeah, I'm not
5: trying to concentrate. I'm not trying to concentrate. Hey, hey, hey fair Last huh? week he had me over here crying. I said fair Last week he, <laughs> he had me <laughs> over here crying. <laughs> You don't, about
0: that that don't like, dang, uh, you don't want to it up. She was like, dang, that's messed up. You don't want to up. I'm like, you ain't about to bring my pants back up. Uh, I, I, you you don't I'm let all all these tears. No. You I'm let all all tears. <laughs> I'll let Carl see a pick. i let Carl see the pick of that. But, um, uh. but no, to C's point, it was, you know, it was difficult. But I want to say this. You know, C talked about the solution. I talked about where I think it needs to start. Mm. But, but let me tell you what I think we need to do. Carl, if you could show that slide. I should put Carl josh on but i am super proud um and you can speak to this too jamal with your company but i'm super proud that people like verizon and other companies josh and i actually will be presenting today um a diversity training for uh verizon i should have put uh josh pick up as well but here's here go we talk about more solutions guys and instead of you know um because some people like what are you doing you know, you know what I'm doing, but I'm going to share with you some other stuff that I'm doing that we're literally going to go to these companies that are predominantly white. And between Josh and myself, the same thing we doing on the podcast, but of course, a little bit more uh, strategic. Um, we're going to do our part to inform. Right. So we saying people need to be educated. And so I'm super proud of Verizon for and I didn't even reach out to Verizon. Like, I don't even know why they decided to go with us. Um, but we're gonna go in there today and educate now. We can't change nobody But I promise you when Josh and I finish they will be more informed than they've ever been before and they will have a strategy Collectively that what they need to do to go to the next level So I'm just trying to show y'all like for real we are out. Here, like We're not playing y'all We have an opportunity that we've never had before. I got Dale computers call. I think that's next week There are people calling like E.T. We, we, we want to know. And so I salute those companies out there right now that are going, Josh, hey, we want to be on the right side of history. We want to connect with people who, you know, who, who can give us tangible solutions to the problem. You know, and so I'm super excited, man. Like. I don't know. Like I said, y'all see y'all know y'all had to see. <laughs> don't talk about this, but they had to pipe me down when I first came to Michigan state. I was on, <laughs> I was on some, I'm like, let's go. The revolution will not be televised. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, 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 you know, seeing I had some discussion, he was like, E, you got to come down on the emotional boy and give me a little bit more strategy. And so while I will never say I am, you know, MLK, I am Malcolm, like, you know, but I am going to say, I'm taking the responsibility. I think our ancestors would be proud of us as a whole. All of our ancestors would be proud of us as a whole because this is the American dream, you know? And so Josh and I coming together and educating them. So I say salute to the Verizons of the world because a lot of times we want to focus on these people ain't doing this, these people ain't doing this, these people ain't doing that. But there are companies that are saying, yo, we recognize there are some inequalities and we want to do something about it. So I want to say to all of you who are listening, yo, hey, I cannot judge your emotion I, I cannot judge your emotion but I'm telling you put a little strategy in it because I cannot afford to lose another black male you feel me because you was mad and you was uh, and you went out and you, you know what I'm saying like I'm just telling you I love you I can't afford to lose you Like for, for a right being on the right or the wrong side I, I just don't wanna I don't uh, 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 Emmett <uh,Let> Till shook me at my core that something like that could happen. Ch- I wake up every day thinking like, yo, you just come to a man's house and just take his grandson out and just kill him and nothing happens? Like, bruh, I'm, I'm, I, I couldn't imagine not being able to protect my daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so that shook me to my core. I've been moving ever since that day. I, and I keep hearing different people. I don't want to lose no more. And I'll say this. As much as I thought Martin Luther King when I was young was a, I'm talking about soft, I thought he was soft as butter, Jamal. I thought his tactics. I'm looking at other leaders like, yo, that's who I, <coughs> That my they ain't playing no games. That's who I want to be. But when I did my homework mall to see his point, E, don't be emotional, be strategic. Here's what I can tell you. Somebody told me the other day, and I get it. They weren't trying to be disrespectful, young black men. He wasn't trying to be disrespectful. But he said, E, come on. Look at what you're telling me about Mother's the Kid. All that pro, uh, positive process. They shot him. To death, E, come on, E lost his life. All that positivity. And I said, listen to me very closely. There were others who bore arms and they, they, they were aggressive. And, and you looked up to them. But they lost a lot of their people. Dr. Martin Luther King got shot and killed. But none of his followers got shot. None of the dudes, Jesse Jackson, Hosea Williams, Andrew Young, right? None of them got shot, bruh. All, all, none of them. All of them are still uh uh hosea william i mean uh um uh I'm trying to think of my guy that helped me but none of these none of these individuals died in a violent death they all lived a long life and they all prospered as a result and so i'm telling you Maul, up front i was like oh man he got he was so he was but he was strategic Maul, and he kept he lost his life as the leader but he kept his flock intact he kept them all intact they all they all live a very long life. And, I'm telling you, be strategic. And, and to your point, be, don't be emotional.
4: And, be strategic. Yeah. And to your point, e, I actually, you know, I talked to my mom uh, about, you know, that when she was young and things of that nature. Her, her mom and she said that they remember because they were being so peaceful and they weren't doing anything. Like when when they put the hoses and the dogs on them and they were just sitting there and and being nonviolent and not resisting at all, she was like, it was an awakening for white America, right? right. Like, they, like it was some folk like, dog, again, okay, it's one thing not to be able to, you know, sit on the bus somewhere, like, yo, y'all releasing dogs on them? And the horrific imagery of that moved a lot of people at that time to say, yo, this is insane. And it's eerily similar to what happened yes, with George yes. Floyd when people were like, yeah. yo, yeah. okay, Blacks getting arrested for weed at a look, that don't really move with the needle like that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not. I didn't see the Trayvon thing. They didn't have the video. Uh, yeah. Mike Brown, I think he might. Who knows if he charged? Most of yeah. the police I see out my window are good. The horrificness if that's a word, the horrific nature of what my man did, did to George Floyd, it has stirred something up in the world. Unfortunately, it took for a man to lose his life for eight minutes and 46 seconds on camera. Um, but I do think, again, you know, now there there is, let's pray, an awakening, and not just one that will last for a minute, uh no a weekend, oh, no. two weekends, three no. weekends, but one that will no. create systemic change. Yeah, so that we can It was Joseph Lowry, for,
0: see. Yeah. I'm sorry, it was Joseph Lowry.
4: Yeah, no question. So uh big shout out to Organifi Man to sponsor of this podcast, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com promo code success make sure you check them out man always rocking yes, uh, with the small black business you know what i'm saying we appreciate that organifi <laughs> for looking out um, making sure we can run this podcast in a successful way um, anybody uh, oh let me tell y'all real quick uh we have actually uh super excited about this we're doing a conference for the teens and i know uh josh's daughter bear she's a part of this uh they have a uh it's free Right, for, so for all the teens, E's gonna be on there speaking. Uh, maybe they'll let me get a cameo and say hello, but I know Ma's daughters will be a part. Uh, but it's I get to take over that one, ages,
0: y'all. I don't gotta listen to CJ.
4: Ages, <laughs> ages 13, 13 to 18, we putting it on for the kids completely free. Um, listen, man, we're gonna help them find their superpower. You guys know we talk all the time about how to find your secret superpower, and we believe that helping kids to identify it early. Uh, is important you guys see Trey's comedy corner that's not just me saying oh this would be a cute thing for the podcast what I'm trying to do is Trey has a gift to entertain he's a he's an articulate kid you know he he makes you feel yeah right (laughs) he he, he feels you know you feel his energy when you're around him I'm trying to hone that gift you know I'm trying to help him find his superpower so for those of you parents out there you got nieces nephews Kids that, you know, need help finding that superpower, we are literally going to teach them how to find that gift, how to hone it. If they want to be influencers, if they want to create content, um, if they just are looking to go to that next level, we are going to do that. All right. So we got uh, Lil D cameo hosting. E going to be on there. Like I said, I know y'all kids are teenagers. They they're going to be on. We got a DJ coming in to mix it up and it's 100 percent free. Um, real quick, it's gonna be on 627. All right, mark it on your calendar, 627, 2020, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's on Zoom, all right. So it's a Zoom link. Uh, you, there is absolutely free. No charge. Don't worry about it. Just get them there. 6:27, 2 p.m. Um, and then also, uh, let's see, they can find more information on the Instagram at ETs next up. All right, ET's next up. Or they can email next up at schooldaysfoundation.org. So next up at schooldaysfoundation.org. And hopefully we can do an edit right here and put that graphic on the screen. But we want you guys to check that out. Again, 13 to 18. We got a DJ in there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a lot of entertainment uh, as well as, you know, learning and growing. So um, something, you know, our small way of giving back. E, don't know if you want to add anything on the top of that. Uh, but our, our, small way is ETA of giving back to the babies. They had a rough time in quarantine, yeah, they did. you know what I'm yeah. saying? They've been locked yeah. up. And so, man, this is uh hopefully our way of giving back. And all that we ask is that if you know somebody, a young person, make sure they get there 2 PM and, uh, Please. we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna make sure they have a good time. So, uh, yeah, any, uh, any pardon shots? I got at 11 o'clock, so I need to get up out of here, but anything, uh, I missed. Thank, or thank you guys,
0: say, man. Thank y'all for coming back. Yeah. With the solution boy for me. This was rich. I mean, I personally took a lot. And, Maul, um, thank you for bringing up my old school days. <laughs> Appreciate that. Hey, Josh, summer school, eh? E. Oh, summer school is, well, it's too Oh, oh, oh. So, C says solutions. Hey, I tried to say, say it earlier. I forgot. Pick a spot, y'all. For me, uh, one of the spots is education. Of course, we're going to be doing the diversity training. But here's... Um, Our summer school, Mickey Smith, Grammy winning, Mickey Mickey. Smith. Grammy winning. I think it was Alicia Keys that handed him his Grammy. He's actually one of the music teachers uh, for our summer school program. Listen to me, parents, next year, please enroll your child in our summer school program. It's absolutely free. It's absolutely free. We we reached the max this year, um, but we're doing a little bit over two months. And uh, we've, got, we've got a lot of babies. Uh-oh, I see my baby girl at the bottom, my daughter. Uh, she's one of the teachers, see, for no, the... Nice um, nice um nice uh, nice. what She's with Bear being one of the, uh, um, one of the um, coaches in terms of your superpower. So uh, she just graduated, of course, from college, so she's using that degree for something positive. So, Amen. Um, so, yeah, y'all. Let's go. Let's go next year. Sign up, but CJ said it. We've got some of the finest humans in the world, very gifted and talented, that's gonna be working with your children um, on that um, next up conference. So no excuses. The only thing I ask from parents, don't be lazy that day. Get up, help your child to get registered, whatever, just, but push them and make sure they're there. Once you get them on the computer and they get on, we got it from there. But we do need your assistance in helping them to be at the spot. And be ready, be ready. I'm talking about dressed, and energetic get their friends bring their friends around and let's go y'all yep. appreciate you see, C- uh, yeah. Paul, josh yep.
2: carl appreciate y'all no
4: question man and make sure y'all check out the rebuild conference at etinspires.com um we definitely want to see you there as well man um man i we appreciate y'all man these last two podcasts been you know a little different from what we usually do but you know yes, as a group, this is what's necessary at the moment man this is what we're called to do so hopefully these conversations are helpful to you Helpful to your family. Um, it is uh, extremely important that, you know, we don't only, only talk about it, but we be about it. So hopefully we're setting a good example for y'all there. Um, much love to everybody. Stay safe and we'll see you next see week. See you next week.
0: I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make that, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might with all your soul.